Welcome back, everybody. Thank you for joining me here on the Going Live podcast. It is your host, Max Goen, and uh, we're back. We're back doing some fantasy baseball as we continue our preseason uh, rankings and projections and eventually our mock drafts. So today we are starting with, well, finishing, I should say, our first segment of the starting pitcher. Took me a little longer than I expected, but that is because when you're talking about the top 25 pitchers, um, because starting pitcher is so important, and of course, such an abundance of players, you, you do want to, you know, I do want to give my my feedback on on every single pitcher. When we do get to SP2, SP3, deep sleepers, stuff like that, uh, I'll just be ranking off the players I actually like in that range. Where for this one, I'm kind of kind of going through them all. So. Uh, last time we did end with Aaron Nola and Jack Flaherty, and uh, we'll start today uh, with Walker Bueller, Max Scherzer, and Clayton Kershaw, uh, three pitchers that, you know, a lot of upside, a lot of risk as well. But before we do so, what's happening right now in the world of sports, and of course, um, COVID, COVID-19 is always a a big factor in the world of sports right now, testing, you know, positive results, close contact, contract tracing, all that good stuff. Uh, and it, it, it doesn't really change, even when you get to the most popular sport at the most prestigious level in the most prestigious tournament. And that is what happened with Liverpool. Uh, Liverpool Football Club denied entry to Germany to play in their Champions League game against RP, RB Leipzig. So it truly does not matter who you are, what you do for a living, how much money you make. According to the German government, uh, there's no exceptions. This travel ban is um, pretty strict, and areas like the UK with all their recent outbreaks and, and different strains of the, of the virus, uh, Germany is not taking any chances. So no news yet on what's going to happen with the location of that game, the date of that game, if it's postponed or, or what, but I'm assuming they'd have to just change the venue because... Champions League must go on. Let's move on to some NBA news real quick. Uh, also kind of COVID-related. Darren Fox came out and said the All-Star game being played this year is flat out, quote, stupid. So I just there's not much to say here. I just wanted to highlight it because I agree. I'm not not too sure why we're doing this. If it's you know such a big deal with travel and, and all that stuff, why are you bringing the best players in the league in one place? It just seems like such a big risk, um, but money talks, <laughs> according to Darren Fox. So um, let's move on to some NFL news. Jason Garrett is expected to be back as the Giants' offensive coordinator. And uh, with such a weird season for the Giants in general, uh, for the Giants in the league in general, uh, this is not a surprise. This is not a surprise, especially when you do not have your best player there for pretty much the entire season. So. No Saquon, it's tough to really gauge what kind of game plan Jason Garrett um, was gonna go with. And now that he has his, his best player back, hey, we're not gonna we're not gonna be ir- ir- irrational here. Let's be honest, the offense is a lot different without Saquon there. So he gets back, is expected to get back, not official yet, but is expected to be back with the Giants. Uh, and before we do talk some fantasy baseball, let's move on to some fan- some baseball news real quick, some transactions, some signings that went down. Alex Colomb, uh, former closer for the White Sox, moving within the division to Minnesota as the Twins sign him to potentially be their closer. They've always had that you know, Taylor Rogers situation 
Uh, is he there to stay? They brought in Romo. He didn't really get the job done as much as they wanted to, so they bring in another arm who, you know, he's been a closer, a, a certified closer for a very long time now. And even though he was on bad teams, uh, a.k.a. the White Sox back you know, a few years ago, uh, he, he was efficient, efficient enough to be, A, fantasy relevant, and if you're a closer on one of the worst teams in baseball and you're still relevant in the fantasy conversation, uh, you're doing something right. So he, in my opinion, will be the closer for the Twins um, come opening day. But, yeah, good, good sign there for Minnesota as they needed to do something as the White Sox just – spend silly this offseason so um, that was a much needed signing to bolster their bullpen there and win close games because that's that's what it's going to take for the AL Central to be honest with you um, obviously you have the Royals you have the Tigers uh, they, they will more than likely end up like the Royals and Tigers usually do but with Salvador Perez back for the Royals anything can happen anything can happen so <clears throat> it's um it's imperative that the Twins win close games, and this is going to definitely help them. So I think it's a uh, an A, A signing, no doubt. Let's move on real quickly to some 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 smaller smaller signings. Uh, Felix Hernandez to Baltimore on a minor league deal will earn one million dollars in salary if he does make the major league team. Uh, Joakim Soria to Arizona to also bolster that bullpen a little bit, and then the big one, Colton Wong, Milwaukee. Very interesting move. Obviously, they have Kessinura, and you know now you brought in the best second baseman in terms of fielding, two-time Gold Glove winner Colton Wong on a two-year, eighteen million dollar deal. Not only is it a friendly deal, but he declined a twelve point five million dollar option with the St. Louis Cardinals. So I think that the market was just you know that this might have been the top bidder. And so even though the Brewers do like Hira for the long term. And you can add a, a defensive piece like that for this price. I think it's a no-brainer. Um, the $12.5 million option decline has to be, uh, you know, that Nolan Arenado trade had to push him out of the playing time because you got Tommy Edmonds now who's going to have to play. You know, you can't play him at third because Arenado is going to play 150 games at third, 155. Of course, barring any injury, but you got Goldschmidt at first, and so you really can't do anything. Colton Wong was a great piece because they can have Edmund at third and short, DeYoung when DeYoung is out. They can move him to uh, second. They can, they can play him anywhere. But now you have a solid first baseman, a solid third baseman. Uh, I think Tommy Edmund's going to have to stick at second base, and you know, you don't have to pay any more money to get him there. It makes a lot of sense why St. Louis did not re-sign. So, with that being said, let's move on to our fantasy content of the evening. And we start with the oh-so-controversial, not in attitude, not in character, but just in ADP, the all-so-controversial Walker Bueller. And, you know, a lot of people love him. A lot of people are scared from the price. I am on the side of, of caution. Walker Bueller is no doubt the ace in the best rotation in baseball. Uh, yeah, probably. On the best team in baseball, if nothing else. So whether you think they're the best rotation or not, 
They are the defending champions, and he is the ace on that team. And so I think that is almost imperative to automatically include him in that top six or top five conversation. Now, for me, this is a very, I guess it's a opinion that probably not a lot of people are going to agree with. I'll be honest. I'll just be straight up honest right now. I am probably... One of the few that don't want him at his price. But if you're playing in the league with Dodger fans, expect him to go higher. Trust me, expect him to go higher. I was in a league last year, two leagues last year. Sorry, two leagues last year. He was the number one starting pitcher off the board. Yes, you just heard that correctly. He was the number one pitcher in all of baseball off the board. So Dodger fans are really high on him. The consensus is, is that he has... Very good counting stats. The whip is elite. The batting average is elite. The BABIP is elite. The K rate is 29%, which is pretty much elite. And the strikeouts, double digits. So everything there, the wins you're going to get with the Dodgers, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, the strikeouts you'll probably enjoy. You know, he won't get you 200, but uh, yeah, he'll probably get you 200. 210 maybe, which is not bad, but for an ace, ah, it's a little tough for me. It, it is a little tough to pay that price for a guy who has never pitched more than 200 innings. 182 is his maximum, and that workload just scares me. It just really, really scares me. Last season, the, the advanced stats just kind of indicated that he was a bit lucky. 4.36 uh, FIP. A Sierra that was 3.8. Hard hit contact, not bad. 25% in 2020, but in 2019 it was 41%. I mean, that is that is just not sustainable when you're talking about long-term success at the level that you want it, okay? And that's that's the only... The only reason I'm not paying for him is it's just I don't see the track record to justify potentially taking him in the second round. So, you know, the XFIP last year kind of indicated he was a bit lucky as well, 3.93. And for those who don't know advanced stats, they're pretty much just different calculations than your standard stats that people have decided that this this makes it more accurate. And there's times that it definitely can show potentials and breakouts and stuff like that and sometimes it shows you were a bit lucky and so that's kind of where I'm leaning towards in terms of Walker Bueller of course 2019 he actually got a bit unlucky uh, according to the advanced metrics so this one is tough for me because without the 200 plus innings you are praying and banking on the best year of his career and so I, I don't like to spend my second round pick on a player that I'm that I need to be the best year of his career. It just is is just not A, it just doesn't really make any sense when you're looking about the guys who go around him. Um especially for a guy like me who doesn't take starting pitcher early on, um, for the most part. I mean you're talking about Bellinger, Lindor, Harper, Bauer, Machado, Darvish. Bogarts, Bichette, Mondesi, Rendon, Aaron Nola, and Arenado are, are like the six to seven players on each side of him for ADP. 
I would really like all of those, almost all of those players, maybe except for Bichette and Mondesi at their price than I would at Bueller um, at his. So that's it. That's the only reason I think he's a little too expensive, and I think that there's a good chance that he does not slide whatsoever in drafts. And so unless he is a little more friendly in terms of price, I'm going to pass. Um, but don't be, you know, don't be afraid of the season because he is an ace from the best team in baseball. And so I just think that you can be a little safer. And, you know, sometimes you take risk in fantasy and they and they pay off and that's how you win. But for advice purposes, I'm going to just give you the safe bet here. And we'll move on to Max Scherzer, who is another player that I just do not feel confident at his current ADP. He's actually first on our do not draft list because we think his – his ADP is going to rise. It's still, you know, it's still Max Scherzer. And if you play in a league of experts, a lot of people remember him as that that big three. You know, it's DeGrom, Cole, and Bieber this year. It usually was Kershaw, DeGrom, or Kershaw, Scherzer, and Verlander. So, you know, a lot of people are used to that Scherzer anchor of their pitching staff, and that's why I just don't feel he's going to slide any farther than the ninth pitcher off the board. He's our SP11, and, you know, if he slides, he drops in ranking, he drops in the leaderboard, the sorry, the draft board, then I think this is pretty much all out the window. But I'm projecting that that does not happen very often just due to the name. Scherzer is, you know, synonymous with greatness and especially fantasy greatness so this is going to be a very interesting outcome um, for all three of my drafts that i'm in at the for for the time being where he goes i'm in an nl only league where he could still go for 35 to 40 dollars but um with that being said his his um not his rival but his his mount rushmore teammate i don't even know clayton kershaw i'm sorry i'm trying to come up with a cool little little phrase there but we're talking about clayton kershaw and max scherzer both hall of famers in the future both world series champions both multi-time cy young award winners and they are pretty much the same exact place off the board so scherzer i'm scared of the decline kershaw i'm almost encouraged by the bounce back that he's had um it, it was not you know, it's funny. He had an issue. He had a back issue. That that injury is always an issue with, with pitchers and can tend to linger. 2019, right? This is the end of 2018, 2019. Oh, my God. Clayton Kershaw is hurt. Everything is going to suck. His career is over. And in 29 starts, he went 16-5 and with a 3.03 ERA, the highest of his career. <laughs> And in 171 innings, he had 189 strikeouts. And then people were just like, oh, well, nah, he's done. And then he came back and went 6-2 and two in 10 games with 62 strikeouts and 58 innings in the ERA of 2.16. So, and a whip of .84, I, I might add. Okay, so why is he so low? I don't understand this whatsoever. Not only is he not declining, but he's actually playing just as well as he ever had. And obviously not as well as those prime, prime years where he's getting the uh, the whip down to .72. But he's still below one. 
you know, point four away from one whip. I'm just not understanding. This is a great value here. This is a absolute slam dunk in my opinion. Uh, he's our SP10. He's being treated like an SP12 or 13. And, you know, I would love to draft him in the fourth round. Would love to have him as one of my two um, quote-unquote aces in my rotation. So Kershaw, 100%. If I'm if I'm left with Scherzer or Kershaw and I'm next and the next two up on the board, um, I'm taking Kershaw 100 times out of 100, and I'd much rather have Kershaw at his price than Walker Bueller at his. And that's just the way it is. Let's move on to Lucas Giolito, a guy who I think can really have a good season, especially with the new, you know, the new juggernaut they got in Chicago. Man, they're gonna be legit. But you're paying. So much for a guy who this is a a prime example of the community taking potential and team and just thinking, hey, this is the time. This is the year. But at the end of the day, 3.41 is his, his lowest ERA of his career. And until he does it, until he does it one season... I'm fine waiting and, and, and seeing what happens. Because off the board right now, eight starting pitcher off the board. This is ahead of Scherzer, ahead of Flaherty, ahead of Kershaw, ahead of Luis Castillo. I don't understand why. I mean, I understand why, but I don't understand why. The consensus is so universal in this one where, you know, he is not only high in the leaderboards, but he is climbing. I'm sorry, not only high in the draft boards, but climbing in the draft boards. I'm going to pass. I'm going to pass. Um, there are a lot of good things, though, here. A lot of good things you need to know. Elite Ks per nine and K rate. Okay. Um, elite. <laughs> 32% in 2019, 33% in 2020. And, whew, I mean, a guy who can do that on a great team is always a great fantasy player. But I would just mother, much rather have the experience over the potential for this this price and this place in the draft board. You can't get wrong. You cannot miss on your first four picks. And so, obviously, you can always win your league through great waivers and great waiver transactions and good drafting late in the draft and all this good stuff. But it really helps when you get your first four picks right. And so, at this point in the draft, I mean, we're talking about 21st overall off the board in general. Um, not just... Not just expensive for pitching in terms of a guy who's never done it before, but also with the people around him, I do not see it. I mean, we're talking Albies, Bregman, Kyle Tucker, Devers, Corey Seager, DJ LeMayhew, Luis Robert, Jose Abreu, I'm sorry, the MVP of the AL. I would rather have one of those bats. So for me, Giolito will produce and will get you some counting stats. And no doubt the strikeouts will be there. The wins will probably be there. Hell, the ERA and whip will probably be there. But I think I can get similar, if not better, from a pitcher later on in the third or fourth round. So pretty much the same situation as Scherzer, except Scherzer's age is pretty much the reason I'm scared. And Giolito's track record, or lack of, 
would be the reason I'm passing on him. Now let's move on to some real, I guess you can call them real potential bargains. Because this is a group of pitchers that, you know, very high ceilings and moderate risk. Moderate risk. A little bit of risk in terms of health, but upside is is very high for this group of pitchers. And we'll start it off with our SP15. That is Blake Snell. He is currently going off the board at SP15 as well. So I would be a uh, hypocrite to say I'm not interested at this price. 2020, solid 2020. Nothing, you know, nothing over the top. Nothing too alarming. But it's Blake Snell, guys, and he's on the Padres now. And this is a much friendlier division, and a and a much better bat bats around him and run support. I mean, the Tampa Bay Rays obviously made it to the ALCS, but on a per game basis, I think this lineup in San Diego will definitely score more runs. Um, so I, I I do like the location. I think he's changing venues. It's it's also a positive thing for him. So Blake Snell, four and two last year, fifty innings pitched, with eleven point three four strikeouts per nine. So you know three point two four ERA. You know most of the numbers across the board are 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 not bad. And for a shortened season for a guy coming off surgery, there's not not many red flags you want to worry about. But for me, I would be you know not I wouldn't be doing my job. If I did not put the red flag up of usage, and maybe it's Tampa Bay, but he is notorious for not pitching late in games. He averages less than six innings per start, and so that is the big thing for us, volume and health. If Blake Snell can get a longer leash in San Diego, much more opportunities there, much, much more opportunities. Speaking of opportunities, Brandon Woodruff, he is taking every opportunity he's been given because this guy has just gotten better and better and better every single year. And we really, really love the potential of him not only performing well this year, but sliding in drafts. I mean, you're talking about pitchers. I mean, he's in a group of starting pitchers that is just, he is by far if not playing with a bunch of experts, he's by far the least noticeable name in the group. Aaron Nola, Lucas Giolito, Scherzer, Flaherty, Kershaw, Castillo, Woodruff, Snell, Gallen, Maeda, Glasnow, Lynn, Strasburg. So for me, I really think there's a good chance he slides. And we also think that he's going to be a top 10 pitcher. Yep, bold statement of the podcast. Brandon Woodruff will will end up as the SP10 in all of fantasy. He is elite K per nine. He averages 11 and only averages 2.2 walks per nine, which isn't you know elite, but it's pretty good. It's pretty good. It's going to give you a good whip. It's going to give you a good ERA. And you know, 13th in Sierra last year, 23rd in FIP. I I. I'm probably going to have Brandon Woodruff on a lot of teams because there's a good chance that he ends up as that top 10 tier, but he gets drafted at that 10 to 20 tier. So I'm really going to monitor him during my mock drafts 
during my you know preparation for the season because if you just take a look at his, his his stats from 2019, 2018, and 2020, it's just been nothing but improvement. So very interested in, in Woodruff for next year. Another guy I'm pretty interested in is Nelson Lamette of San Diego. Now the Padres have five starting pitchers on this list of top 75. It's unbelievable. They will have Clevenger back in 2021, so it's going to be even even more of an abundance. But first and foremost, Lamette is coming back from, a, from an elbow issue, but reports are, as of now, he is throwing off the mound. He is recovering well, and with that, with that information, we really like him. We really like him. 76th overall ADP, 22 off the board in terms of starting pitchers. And his advanced stats were all pretty elite. You know, 8th Sierra, 6th in FIP, 18th in expected FIP. So, yes, he did get a bit un- a bit lucky, but that was with the old Padres. Now he's on a team with better run support, if not the best run support in the league. And now he's being treated as, you know, the fifth best starter on the team. I mean, you got Darvish, you got Snell. And people are going to probably want Paddock over Lamette. I mean, I don't know. I just, I, I really do think that Lamette has some potential to be a massive breakout in 2021. And so I will risk it if he can be my SP4 or my SP3, and 76, I think that's a a pretty reasonable area to take a guy like this. Um, The fourth fourth starter on a team where he could probably be an ace in 50%, eh, maybe not 50%, but at least the one or two guy in 50% of leagues, 50% of teams, excuse me. So, Nelson Lamette, I will be risking it, and... I will be definitely monitoring his spring performances because obviously with the elbow, there is a lot that can happen. Speaking of a lot that can happen, I've used that transition twice. I apologize, but Steven Strasburg continues to slide in pre-draft ADP. As I originally wrote this, he was up at the 16th area, 16th or, or 17th range. Now he's down to 20 and all the way down to 67 overall and this is a guy who is usually my ace say a, a guy who's usually around the fourth round and i love to start my pitching staff with steven strasberg now with that being said he's coming back from carpal tunnel which is pretty scary in terms of fantasy and performance um I don't know what the hell I'm going to do with Steven Strasburg because MVP of the World Series in 2019 and then missed 2020 due to injury once again. So I'm going to be honest with you guys. I'll let you know. <laughs> I will let you know. I'm not too sure what I'm going to do with Strasburg, but I, 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 I do want to let you guys know that he could he could really outperform his ADP, and he can be fine, and he'll be a you know top fifteen player, top fifteen starter, and we'll 
we'll, we'll forget all about this conversation. But at the moment, I truly don't know what I'm going to do with Steven Strasburg until I see some spring performances. Because like an injury like carpal tunnel, that is severe. And that is not something that you can gauge off past injuries. There is no, you know, oh, well, you know, Nolan Ryan had, no. Nolan Ryan, no one, I've never heard of anyone having carpal tunnel and being in the MLB. So, in sports, for that matter. I've literally never heard of an athlete getting this issue. So I will have to wait until I see him pitch in the spring. Um, that's it. Once again, I did not get through all the pitches that I wanted to get through. I apologize. This is a new, a new format for me. And um, trying to get information out while getting it done in a timely manner. And I missed about six. That's okay. Next episode next week, we got Hunjun Ryu, Zach Gallen, Zach Plesak, Carlos Carrasco, Max Freed, Sonny Gray, and Lance Lynn. So those are the guys we'll be talking about next episode on Monday. This is a Tuesday and Thursday week. I apologize, but back to our normal scheduled podcast come Monday. So we'll finish up the top 25, and then we'll be able to zoom through them from there as it's only going to be 15 pitchers per range that we will discuss. So thank you guys for tuning in. Thank you for listening to me ramble. And uh, look out for the Instagram posts. They're coming a lot. I made pretty much all of them already, so they are ready to be posted. And we got Deep Sleepers. We got Tiers 2 and Tiers 3 and our Do Not Draft. So we got a few coming your way, so look out for those. And uh, we will see you next time. Thank you.